audiences liked it and critics did not. Today I'm talking about Five Nights at Freddy's. This is Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. movie friends welcome to scott's self-indulgent movie podcast i am scott and today i'm talking about five nights at freddy's which is uh, a recent a pretty successful horror movie kind of for kids based on the video game franchise of the same name and it was interesting to me to see the disparate responses from audiences and critics which is an un- uncommon uh, but it is a little more common with horror movies so i thought i'd dive into why i thought this happened so without further ado let's get started There was a part of me that wondered if this movie would ever get made. It wasn't surprising that the jump scare game reaction video phenomenon got a movie greenlit. Studios are willing to take something, anything that the kids like and turn it into a movie if you'll let them. I genuinely wouldn't be surprised if some studio executive saw his kid watching a video or a let's play, saw the view count and immediately started calling people to secure the rights. The downside to a big studio production, however, is that it can take an awfully long time between the development and actually, well, releasing the movie. And in this case, it took so long that a handful of R-rated takes on the same premise, i.e. killer animatronic kids toys, made their way to screens first. Such as such films include the gleefully silly and fun Willy's Wonderland starring a silent video game protagonist Nick Cage and something called the Banana Splits that I have refused to learn more about. But now the real deal came out and got roasted by critics, to the point I'm kind of wondering, what was everyone expecting? The film centers around Joss Hutcherson's Mike Schmidt, a down-on-his-luck security guard who is struggling to make ends meet and raise his younger sister. After he gets himself canned from his current job, the desperate Mike takes a security gig at a Chuck E. Cheese knockoff Freddy Fazbear's Pizza that's been closed since the 80s after five children were murdered there. But Mike's seemingly cushy gig takes a wild turn when he realizes that the animatronic animals are alive, and they might be able to help him solve the mystery that's been haunting his dreams for decades. I think it's important to note what this movie is and what it isn't. What this movie is, is an introduction horror movie for the kiddos. There's just enough edge that kids and maybe some parents will find it creepy without truly offending anyone's sensibilities, unless a brutal death in shadows will rattle your cage. And honestly, there aren't too many of these nowadays. Whereas half the movies of the movies for kids in the 80s and 90s rent that creep them out in some way, the last two decades have seen a decline in in live action kids movies, especially ones that lean into something familiar. So this does the trick. I'm also a decent audience for this because I didn't have to sit through a bunch of YouTube videos of this game at any point and still found the general premise just creepy enough. The emotional through line isn't bad either. The hook, minus the game's hook, is that Mike is racked with guilt about his brother who was kidnapped when he was young and has been trying to piece together his memories of what happened to find an answer. Which of course makes him reactive in a security job, not ideal, and a bit distant towards his sister, parents are out of the picture. So the movie is all about him learning to be a more responsible parent, which includes getting over his trauma that he's been voluntarily reliving over and over again in the hopes of solving it. I was also blown away by how well shot this movie is. Admittedly, my expectations weren't high, but director Emma Tammy puts together a great number a number of great-looking and atmospheric visual beats without relying on jump scares. Even the transitions look way better than they have to. So why wouldn't critics like it? 
Honestly, I think it's because the genre has gotten a lot better in recent memory that's not going to have the same impact on adults as it would with kids. I'm sure there's a twinge in the back of a lot of horror, horror fans' minds that this should be more intense, right? Stacked up against other PG-13 horror movies like Drag Me to Hell or Lights Out, this movie doesn't have the over-the-top camp factor or the same emphasis on atmosphere. It's spooky rarely scary, especially because the movie only indulges in what an attack from these animatronics would look like once or twice. And the plot beats are exactly what you'd expect them to be. As soon as, soon as characters show up, they might as well be wearing a sign about their eventual turn or what their character arc is going to be. Of course, this can be chalked up to a minimal budget, so we need to keep the cast as small as possible so we can spend our real money on the animatronics. The end result is a movie that's fine. We'll probably enter really entertain the kids. That is all but specifically crafted to get cap crapped on by critics. But if you need something that fills the watchable but not too intense variety for your preteen, this will do the trick. The verdict is, it's better than expected. While certainly not a horror high point, Five Nights at Freddy's puts in more effort than you'd expect. Five out of ten. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.